Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Today's guest is Lori, and I'm sure you've seen her because I've shared her on my Instagram, but her and I have been trying to do this podcast thing for a while, and I'm so thrilled to share her with you because she has so much that she talks about on her Instagram page, and I love everything tarot, so we're going to be talking about that today. Welcome, Lori. Thank you so much, Amanda. I'm so happy to be here. Me too. I'm thrilled. <laughs> so, you know, I always, you know, I, I like it when people tell them, you know, a little bit about themselves. And so what I'd love to hear is just a little bit about what you're doing right now on Instagram. And then we'll kind of talk about how you got there. Sure. So my handle on Instagram is tarot.lori. It's just T-A-R-O-T dot L-O-R-I. And I, I came up with that handle just because that's what I do. I'm a tarot card reader. And I'm also a writer, freelance writer, and I write for some different um, friends and family as well. And so it's sort of a blending of the things I like to do. Sometimes I tell stories, I put up goofy quotes to make people smile, and then I throw a little woo-woo in there. My whole um, vibe, my tagline is woo-woo without the cuckoo. So I'm into it, but I'm not, you know... which I love and I love like like it's not just tarot that you're sharing like I I laugh Mm. at your quotes of sharing these things like you have this effervescent personality that just bursts through with the tarot so it's like you get all the things when you're seeing Lori's page I love it so okay I mean, I feel like tarot isn't something when you're a kid, you're like, this is what I'm going to get into. And this is what I'm going to do. Like, how did this fall into your lap? I mean, that kind of was how it was for me. Really? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I've always been into it. You know, I've been into psychics or mediums or UFOs, like just different unexplainable things. And there was, I grew up in Calgary and there was a lady there. She's a witch, like a full on witch, but a good witch so basically pagan and she did tarot readings and psychic readings her name's erica and the spread i use for my main readings is actually something she developed but she let me use it and then over like 30 years it's developed into my own thing but back in the day like i'm talking 90s like 1990s um you couldn't google psychic or anything there was no no you just everyone you'd hear about someone who heard about someone so i just love this lady i wrote a university thesis paper on her <laughs> this wow. whole like witchcraft of the ages and feminism and all this stuff. And so I've always been very quite into it. And ha- the tarot deck that I have that you've seen is a 30 year old deck that I've, that's my first deck that I got when, when she sort of mentored me on the cards. So even when I had, because I have a communications degree, I would have these corporate jobs, but I was always doing tarot on the DL, like always. I love how you said, like, you know, in the 90s, there was always that person because as you're speaking, I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to get babysat by this woman named Jeanette in Montreal and uh, which she'd whip out the cards, right? And she'd do readings for my mom. And I'd be like, you know, when you're like that little girl, you're like, I shouldn't be standing here, but I want to be here as well. Um, And just fascinated by all of it. So my mom was kind of into that stuff. Like she always had dreams and things would happen and it was always just like a little weird you know but I feel like Mm -hmm. there's either someone in your life or you're just naturally drawn to it is kind of you know I always ended up in the shops that sold the fairy things and you know like you just kind of you're pulled to that um or things will happen and I'm like hmm was that a coincidence you know all these little things are so hard to explain but like you said the woo woo without the cuckoo and it's you know, something that's different right now is like with Google, people are talking about this thing and this tarot and all of this stuff far more frequently. It's more, yeah. you know, it's just, just more light on it, right? And so, I, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think it's a little bit more legitimized as well, because it's more just about tapping into intuition rather than having someone with a crystal ball predict your future. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. And if like, if you're listening, that's what I always find is like, if you're kind of listening to things that are happening and smacking you in the face and messages here and there, and maybe this is just like a structured way of receiving a message in a way. I don't know. I'm just talking here. Um, But how did you meet this white witch? Honestly, it was a girl I went to school with babysat for her in exchange for readings. 
Oh, and so wow. it was just meeting someone who said, I don't know, I can't remember how we started talking about it. But just saying she probably said something like, oh, you know, Erica, my psychic or the, the witch or something. And I would have immediately been like, what? Tell me everything <laughs> about this person. So I want to be your best friend. Awesome. <laughs> so you you have like a day job. Do you? Well, maybe not right now. We're on quarantine, <laughs> isolation. I, but you, you were saying you have a communications degree. So you have you always worked outside the home? I have, yes. And tarot, I'm now a professional tarot card reader. That is actually my main job. The writing is more fit in around that. There was a tipping point, right? It wasn't always like that. But I worked in, I was a director at TELUS. I had these very sort of highfalutin jobs. And I love to tell people how there are at least two jobs I can think of right off the bat that I probably would have been fired from if not for tarot because I would take my clients to work and be or to lunch and be saying would you like a tarot card reading and be like shuffling the card they'd be like yes absolutely because I was <laughs> I better that. at tarot than at being an account director I but love I do that love, yeah and I love writing and I'm writing is my strong suit so that's something that's quite effortless for me like tarot so I just it's this kind of uh wacky freelance situation. My hours are super fluid because I read people all over the world. So I'm reading in wonky time zones. Okay, this is what I'm going to ask you. So for people listening, like, now I think how I I'm trying to think how I stumbled upon your page. I feel like someone local to me shared that they were having you do a reading for them like at a party or something. And I was like, hold on, perked up those ears. Um, (laughs) And then I started following you. And I mean, like you, I just love tarot. I love all of that stuff. But then I fell in love with you because you have just have the best personality. Oh my God. And, and like you're saying, the writing, it just shows like all of it works together on, on Instagram. So then I actually, we did a reading like a year ago or just almost a year or something like that, um, late fall. And then I was trying to work out having you on the podcast. It didn't work out right away. But then I had you come to a Christmas party that I held for some of my friends in the industry and you did some readings for them and like blew their minds. They were just like, oh my God, man, that was so fun. And I just thought it was so neat, like just how that worked. So how do you work with people? So you go and you host like, or you will go to parties and you work one-on-one. Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So I call them spiritual soirees is where I would go to someone's home and usually a minimum of four people. And the maximum is just kind of how long someone wants me in their house and everyone gets that full spread. So they get the main messages. It's about 20 minutes per person. And sometimes I'm in the middle of the group and everyone's watching everyone else's reading or sometimes more often than not, I'm kind of off to the side or in another room. And it's like a conveyor belt. People just come through and get their readings and then they're off in the kitchen or wherever, you know, having appetizers and beverages and talking about their readings. So it's a really fun night. And then I'll do big corporate events. I've done readings. I used to do this girlfriend's getaway at um, Deerhurst Resort up in Muskoka. And there would be like 1,200 women up there just going crazy shopping and partying. And it was just this big fun weekend. And I would do readings from 8 in the morning until 2 in the morning. And I would get up maybe twice to use the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. I'd be like power bars because people started to know me. I was going there for many years. And so I can do, you know, whether it's a one-on-one reading or hundreds of readings, I just love reading tarot cards. It's so fun. And so do you have to be in the same room as a person to do a reading? No, you do not, Amanda Muse, because I'll tell you what, I started, I mean, I'm originally from Calgary. Now I'm out just outside Toronto. So I have a lot of friends and family kind of scattered all over and I would do readings, you know, on the phone before Zoom and Skype were a thing. And it would kind of freak me out even because I... I know them, but I'd be saying stuff and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, give me that validation and think, oh, wow, okay. And then as you get more confident and more um, experience under your belt and Skype and Zoom and whatnot came along, I started doing a ton more online because people would be hearing about me too. Oh, my friend in Vancouver, blah, blah, blah. And so I started doing um, readings on, on Skype or Zoom. And then when the pandemic came, everything had to move online. So even parties are moving online. I'm doing Zoom parties. Or the craziest thing is I go on Zoom dates with people. What? Yeah. And it's always the guy setting it up. I've done probably a dozen of them where a, a, a guy will get in contact, some dude, and say, 
I'd love you. It's actually, I had to put a little thing on my website for someone like on my service menu because it was happening so often where I'll just kind of drop in and do a reading. And it's the guy setting up. And I think that is so brave to contact wow. some, like psychic lady online who could very well come in and be like, girl, you got to run. Yeah. Run the other way. <laughs> you know, but it's always been delightful, but it's the voyeur in me loves it because it's like, oh, hello. I'm kind of peeking in on their date. Oh, that is so yeah. cool. So I was honest- thinking, yeah, I was like, you know, thinking about you before this, this little session here. And I was like, this must be just for your business specifically, incredible, because people are almost like, I feel like with this pandemic, I mean, looking at the positive side of things, people have gotten far more comfortable with video calling, Mm -hmm. and just being like, well, this is all we've got right now. So like, let's get used to it. And let's get comfortable with it. So it's great to expand your business that way. So now one thing's for sure, like you were saying, you've been interested in this and in this for so long, it didn't start out as like a business, but it's Correct. amazing that it turned into this for you, which is so awesome. Because when you can find something that you actually love to do, and then can also be kind of like a job, it's I mean, hello, win win. So yeah. I wanted to talk about this at the top, and then I got excited. But why tarot? <laughs> like, what is tarot for people that are brand new to this? Like, how, you know, right. how do you explain that? That is something good to cover. <laughs> so <laughs> um, the, it's tarot is a deck of cards. It's 78 cards. They Each card is different. They all tell a different story. Each card tells a separate little story. And then when you pick a few cards, they start to give you like a message almost. And if you, if you lay down the cards in a spread, which is just the pattern they're in, and that sets a framework for the reading, then you can get a really robust, juicy um, I always say when we do a reading, it tells the story of you. But I also say right off the bat, I'm not fortune telling. I'm not going to say you're going to meet Fred at a Starbucks on Tuesday. That's not my thing. It's just hooking into your energy. And then you draw the map and I help you to read it. And like you were saying earlier, energy isn't confined by geographical or physical space. So it can it ha- it, it's a bit more draining when I do it online because I think it takes a little more energy out of me rather than if someone's right here in person. But um yeah, it's you you take these cards and the reason that they resonate. I always say that the message that messages that are given are very randomly specific and specifically random. Because <laughs> like I said, it's not here are the lottery numbers, but it's telling you how to look at a situation a bit differently or how to frame something in a way that will help you get out of something sticky easier, for example, right? And so um you're not really you're not really getting those it's specific to you, but it's not, you know, I'm not saying your grandma's name or whatever, but it's tapping into the collective unconscious. That's Mm -hmm. why they resonate. These are universal stories and messages that we've been dealing with, grappling with for centuries. And I find like, without giving too much away, because I know we're going to touch on some, we're going to do a little reading for me here, but there was, I find like when you, when you have a reading with someone who knows tarot, who knows what they're doing, it's not really a surprise to the person Mm -hmm. receiving the message. You're like, oh, so what I was (laughs) thinking was accurate, or I know that that's what I'm doing and I'm being my own roadblock. And if I just stop doing that, then this good things would happen, you know, like there was one card and I, I, it's like stuck and seared in my brain because so much has changed for my business since we did this reading. But there was this one thing where it was like the card where the girl's like covering her eyes and, but in the back it's calm seas mm-hmm. and the two way that swords, you, baby. Yeah. And that two of swords <laughs> and the way that you described it was like, you're, it's like that person's like, you're terrified. You think everything's so scary. But if you just did the thing, like everything's calm and good. And anyway, I can't explain it properly, but it was like seared in my brain. And I've literally taken that message, not being like, oh, this is the holy grail, but like, girl, you need a reminder that like, it's not always scary. And if you just go along the path and do the thing you love to do, good things are going to come. It's smooth sailing, you know? So it's, sometimes it's just that one message. You, you already know it to be true. It's just getting that validation. And you said that word before the validation. And I love that because, you know, especially having a third party, whether it's like you're talking to a therapist or you're talking to a tarot reader, it's kind of like this person that's not emotionally connected to you, helping you navigate through a thing. And I just think that that is good all around. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I always say that this is um, you life coaching yourself honestly, because you draw the map and it is often validation of what you already know. Otherwise you're abdicating responsibility of your life to some random lady with tarot cards. That's not (laughs) great. (laughs) 
exactly. should be doing that. (laughs) Absolutely not. Oh my goodness. So do you, you know, and I'm just, I hadn't thought about this till just now, but I'm, I consider myself very open-minded to this stuff, but you know, do people sort of make a connection to this being bad because of religious purposes? hundred percent people. Okay. Tara gets a bad rap. I mean, in popular culture, it's always, I can't remember which movie on Netflix, but it's like Erica Badu and she's in this bananas outfit and she's like, oh, seven of cups. And it's like super crazy looking. And there are people doing that. Um, But I always, when I do my workshops and whatnot, I always tell people, these are pieces of paper with pictures. There's nothing magical about them. The magic is the intention you put behind it. If you want it to be for someone's greater good or to scare the crap out of someone, my mission always is to empower, enlighten, and inspire. Those are my three goals with a reading. It's not to avoid the crap, but okay, if you're in the crap, how do you get out of the crap in the most painless, easiest, fastest way possible? What do you need to change to, to do that? And, um, it's not about, it's not about, uh, yeah, scaring someone straight. No, it's, right? and to me, it's like, I want to evil. Exactly. That's the thing I wanted to nail. Cause this is not like, this is not Ouija board opening some portal, which no. I don't go near that stuff. Cause that stuff is dark and it's, neither do I. Yeah. We're no. not going to talk about that. Boards this is like, bad juju. <laughs> you no know, kidding. This is like in the light positive, like you said, life coaching yourself, you know, like that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to kind of clear that up off the top because, you know, some people may not have been exposed to this for various religious reasons or just not knowing someone who did it. So, uh, and then is there a connection and maybe there, there probably isn't, but I just like them both, but like astrology and tarot, is that kind of like similar stuff? Okay. Yeah, for sure. The spread I use, actually, it's 12 cards in a circle, kind of like a clock. And each card is in a different astrological house, which represents a different area of your life. So Gemini is about communication. Taurus is about security. I don't talk about it in the reading because then the reading would be seven hours long. But <laughs> it <laughs> like it's it's gives me that framework. So for sure. And I talk about things. Oh, I'm getting goosies just talking about it. Um, this stuff. Yeah, things like Saturn returns, if someone's in Saturn returns or if Mercury's in retrograde, which I try not to get dragged into because it's always in flipping retrograde. But <laughs> <laughs> but then when something happens, I look, I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. So I think and, there's absolutely. Okay. And I and I and again, like even you know, because tarot is in, you know, there's more of a light on it and there's now pages about tarot. Similarly, there's pages about astrology. And all I want to say about that is it's not just like the, that one little, you know, paragraph you get in the newspaper on Saturdays. Like, you can fall. There is this guy on YouTube and I fell down a rabbit hole and I figured out all the things, my moon, my sun, all this. I am by the way, Taurus, 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 Taurus. Like I am, my kids are in Taurus, like it's wild. And when you start to really get into it and likely similar with tarot, it's, I remember I was watching this one video and it was very specific about your son was in this, your moon was in this. And I was watching this, like he couldn't have made this video for anyone but me. Like this was wild, like how on the money it was for my life specifically in this one particular area of my life. And I was like, whoa. So I feel like it's anything. Once you get into it and you speak to people who are experts, you know, quote unquote, it's, you can really, there's just some pretty interesting messages out there. I think if you're open to receiving, so... 100%. And P.S. I think the reason that we are so in love with each other is because we're both Taurus queens. (gasps) I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so what should we do? Should we pull a couple cards? What do you think? I think absolutely we need to pull some cards for you. So what I would like to do is just... um, stare at you super awkwardly for just mm-hmm. a couple of seconds to get your mojo in there. That's how we do it when we're not in person. Otherwise, I'd ha- have you shuffling the deck yourself. And um, and then just ask the deck, what does Amanda need to know right now? And then after that, if there's some other questions you want to ask, we can do that too. Okay. And I'm very good at describing. So hold on. You're going to hear me knock the deck. That's just getting the zhuzh out from the last reading. And then you'll hear me shuffling the deck. And you'll hear me cutting the deck. Always use your non-dominant hand because that gets you into your intuition. Mm. Now I'm just going to, I'm spreading them out before me and just saying, okay, what does Amanda need to know right now? And I always choose three cards. I find that one card, that's great for when you're sort of learning tarot. Oh my God, these are such great cards, Amanda. (laughs) 
Um, but I always choose three cards just because it gives you a really robust story. Okay, so I've got these three cards. The first card, I'm, I'm covered in goosies, by the way, too. Like my skin's <laughs> going to levitate off my body. Okay, Ace of Coins, best money card in the deck. Mm. Hurrah, right? Like, yeah. let's just... <laughs> It's when you have an ace, it's the strongest of the suit. It's pure and undiluted, right? Hasn't been broken off. So when you have the ace of coins, it's like Midas touch, gold, 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 gold. So if it's a new job, raise, promotion, expansion, investing in something, selling something to get the proceeds, paying off a debt so you have those funds available, whatever it is, it's like this big wave of good money mojo coming up behind you. You want to hop on and ride that wave like a surfer. Don't let it just wash over you. Yeah. Love then it. you've got my goosies. Then you've got the page of coins and he's holding, it's this dude holding up a coin looking at it like, oh my God, if I could make money doing this, it would be amazing. And this card is saying, yeah, if there's something that's just in the planning stages that you're just thinking about and hasn't been put into, into action yet, it's absolutely worth pursuing. Don't put it in a drawer and forget about it, but also don't expect it to happen like tomorrow because there needs to be the due diligence done around it. It needs to ferment a bit like the little, um, I'm a horrible gardener and I, I just get visuals in my mind and I, and I sometimes don't know how to explain it. like a little seedling, you know, where you put the little thing in your glass of water and your windowsill to let the roots grow. Like mm -hmm. you've got to do that and tend to it and nurture it so that when you put it out there and plant it, the roots are strong enough that they stick, right? Love so that it. it's strong enough. And then the third card, this is such a clear message. It's like the cards are going, yeah, here it is. Boom, boom, and boom. No ambiguity. You've got the hanged man. Now hanged man, yeah, it's a guy hanging, but he's hanging by his foot, not his head. It's just like a pendulum swinging back and forth. And there's a light around his head showing you that if you can be patient and let things happen the way they're meant to happen, you'll be rewarded. And it doesn't mean sit like a lump and do nothing. It just means don't try and jam timelines to your schedule because what ends up happening, it's like you're a swimming upstream and you get super tired and super cranky, and then you end up floating the way you were supposed to go from the start. So when this card shows up, it's saying, honey, avoid that nonsense, and just ah, like a little more grace and ease, just letting things happen to an extent, rather than trying to be too clenchy and controlly about it. Whoa. That's right? wild. It's wild. Okay, so I've much to, uh, there's like lots to unpack because what's interesting. So what I wanted to say about that is when we spoke last time, I was kind of sitting in a place where I was like, what do I do with my YouTube channel? I got this podcast, I got all these things. And then once this pandemic kind of went, oh, hey, we're here. I don't know what's going to happen to the world. I just said, screw it. I don't know like what's going to happen, but I'm just going to go balls to the wall and start producing crazy content. And honestly, I'm having a moment on my YouTube channel right now. It's like viral stuff. Yeah, it's wild. And it's one of these things. And it was the the messaging the last time was like, you know what to do. Just do it. Just do the thing that you're good at. And it's ironic that you do the thing you're good at and then the good things start to happen. So this is the so with this kind of message, there is a little something that's on the back of my, you know, little back burner project I want to work on, but it's hard to know when to start it because that last card is like when you're doing all the things, sometimes you can be your own roadblock right? And you're like, oh, this is hard. I need a break. And then you just kind of go off course. So I haven't been going off course this time, which is lovely. Um, so see these little messages, right? right? So something I, I think is obvious to me, but maybe not to someone new to tarot is you mentioned like, so the ace versus the that pentacle or whatever that guy is there. Yeah. Um, so there is different tiers, right? So they're like, are there four groups oh. of cards, that kind yes. of thing? Okay, so the, the tarot deck is split into two main parts, the major arcana and minor arcana. Arcana just means something unknown, like sort of secrets being revealed. That's what arcana means. So the major arcana is the big things like the hanged man that you got or the tower or the death card, which P.S. nobody's dying. It's all about transformational change. It's a great card. Um, the sun, the moon, all those big cards are major arcana. In the minor arcana, you have four suits, which evolved into our modern deck of playing cards. So instead mm. of spades and diamonds and clubs, you have cups and coins and swords and what's the other one? Wands. And each one represents, each one has a different sort of theme like wands are about passion purpose potential coins are about money cups <laughs> are about love swords are more like action doing things like bah, 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 kind of like charge so so each yeah you just sort of have to look at how these different themes kind of come to play but an interesting thing i need to point out is that having read for 30 years now you get your own dialogue going with the deck too that's what i wanted you to touch on is that yeah you 
as you harness your skill, card like this is whenever I look because I have my own deck of cards and I really like when I make the time for it. I feel like it's almost this meditation, right? Like you're getting to know your cards and what those cards mean to you specifically, so that when you are pulling it, you go with that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, like you have to learn your deck. Yeah, it's interesting because I have a very the very basic. Um, rider weight deck which is sort of the universal one that with the pictures everyone's most familiar with and over time certain cards began to just mean different things to me and i don't really there it was never like an aha eureka thing oh this actually means this it was just as i do more and more readings it's just kind of evolves into a different message so a lot of these cards is a they're a complete 180 from the i always call it the tarot 101 and i'll often say to people especially if they're familiar with cards okay the tarot 101 is this but here's what it is for me and in the context of me reading you my interpretation is what it is but when i teach the workshops i always tell people your interpretation do you feel happy or sad or scared or excited when you look at this card that's just as important as what the little book tells you if not more so Right, interesting. So like so for people that want to pursue this kind of stuff or just interested in it like do you kind of have a do these three steps, you know, do, I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Like if you're curious yeah. and you wanted to harness this in yourself, can anyone do it? 100%. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, you just buy a deck. You know, you can go I would encourage little independent, you know, retailers if you can find them or um you know, even Amazon or Indigo, whatever, they they all sell them. And just pull a card of the day. Just shuffle your deck every day and just say, kind of like I did with you, what do I need to know today? And pick one card. And then you read the little definition of that card and you think about it. You go, huh, well, what does it mean to me? Huh, okay. Then you put the card down and go live your life. Go do your day. Then at the end of the day, you come back and look at that card again and say, okay, so how did this apply to me today? How is this message important today? Maybe it wasn't at all. Or maybe it's something that is bigger than just today and coming down the pipe you look back and go oh it was actually that card and you can even journal about it if you're really into it to just kind of um really start integrating what each card means with you and in practical purposes i think that's much better than trying to memorize cards and i always tell people in my workshops right off the bat if you ask me what's the 7 of swords i have no clue i could not tell you what it is <laughs> i can describe it to you but you show me the 7 of swords oh talk about it for days pull two more cards now we have a reading but it, so it's not right. about memorizing it's about learning the story and i found that's what i was i was going through a tricky time and i was like i just needed something to kind of ground me and i had a little journal and every time i would do a reading i would write down you know the cards the mm-hmm. sequence of them because i think at a point i was doing like three cards and you you kind of look online to see like what does this spread mean mm-hmm. and it was like the middle one is kind of now this is before this is later like all these little things one thing i found really interesting was like you know you like you did when you pulled those cards as you sort of got rid of the energy and then you're so sort of take a moment with them almost mm-hmm. to kind of like yes. reset There was this one time I was shuffling and I like it was something like over a week. I'm getting the story wrong. It's a while ago, but I legitimately the same flipping card kept popping out of the deck at me and I was like, okay, obviously I'm not yeah. listening, you know? And it was it was just very interesting. Like you can't make that stuff up. That that yeah. is just why is that? And I you as you're as you're shuffling, I notice, "Oh, this card keeps poking out." So I'm going to take that one and what's that about? Does the Like if you pull a card and it's facing one way versus facing another like upside down straight does that mm-hmm. have an impact? Yeah, that's called a reversal and okay. I actually don't deal with reversals at all. Okay. Often when they show up it's more the meaning of that card but the shadow version or sometimes a little bit more of a negative version or positive like it's sort of a polarity thing. When I do my readings the way I was taught is to um is to have the cards all with the heads at the same end because it's just like an energy flow thing. It's not like mm. flip, flip 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 flip. And personally for me, I get enough information from the cards upright. I don't need them upside down too. That's a whole layer of stuff that is <laughs> just going to confuse things for me. But PS, can I just say that yeah. as so when I shuffled the deck, right? Before I picked your cards, mm-hmm. this is your deck now, right? And this is where right. we're going to ask questions from. covered in gooseys again by the way. Look what card is on the bottom of the deck. <gasps> Shut the front swords. door. <laughs> you almost made this podcast explicit. Yeah. Wow. The two of swords, that card Can't that had such a resonating thing. Yeah. I just full body chills right now. 
is because yeah. that card, if you could, if you could describe Amanda's life in a nutshell. <laughs> absolutely sheer terror i don't want to do it like i'm terrified i don't want to do anything mm. new because i'm so frightened of like the outcome and yeah. every single time like i love it whether it's from yeah. like zip lining to starting a podcast to like mowing the lawn like all these you know I, anything i'm just like oh that was fun i'm gonna keep doing this like it's not scary at all so that yeah. is hilarious that, that was on the bottom of the deck oh my gosh mm-hmm. okay so we did the whole yeah, the message for today. So I think that's a wonderful tip because I was, you know, I kind of was have been wondering, like, how do I get back into using my cards? How do I kind of incorporate it into my day? And I love that. Just like, you know, what's the message for today kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be a studious, like sitting down and laboring kind of thing. Just fun. Right. Okay. So should I ask something else? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's ask about What's a good, so do you ask like yes or no questions? Like, I can't remember how to do that. That's a great question. So there isn't a, a yes card or a no card. So we don't ask yes or no questions. And I find the more open-ended the question, the more specific the answer. So instead of saying, you know, is Fred the one? You'd say, what do I need to know about Fred? Or will I get that job? You'd say, what do I need to know about that job? So what do I need to know about bleh, whatever it is? Okay. I'm going to, I'm actually going to take this and we're going to ask about Dean. I'm going to say, so Dean okay. is my husband for new people, mm-hmm. but what do I need to know about Dean? Okay. I always have to close my eyes to ask my questions. <laughs> Ooh, it's so good. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Wow. Okay. Honestly, like I've been doing this 30 years. It still just like tickles me, these cards, how they work. It's so fun. Okay, first of all, look at this card. So this is the Eight of Cups. And it's all of these cups, these beautiful golden upright cups stacked up. And then this guy is turning his back on them and going and looking for something that satisfies. Because even though they're these beautiful golden upright cups that look so great on paper, he's like, you know what? This isn't doing it for me. And the moon is there. And the moon indicates fear, doubt, insecurity, anxiety, the unknown, all your favorite things, right? And what this card is telling you is that around the corner, it's all sunshine, rainbows, and kitty cats. He's just not there yet. He's still like, oh, my cups, my cups, my cups, because it's hard to leave stuff behind that even though you know it's not right, it's still easy and comfortable and like, eh, it'll do, right? And so this card is saying if something is no longer of service to him, it's okay to look for something different that is. And the the reason that whatever it is bubbles up to the surface when I talk about is because it's not an alignment. So it can be where you're working, where you're living, um, toxic friendships. It could be you eating gluten. It could be how he's dealing with money, like whatever it is, if it's not an alignment anymore, it's okay to go look for something that is more in alignment because these beautiful golden um, upright cups that look so great on paper, they're spray painted tin. Like it's Mm. a cheap aluminum with a gold foil overlay. It's not so hot. It's not an alignment. Yeah. Yeah. That's card one. You're in my head. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Then we've got, look at if he can do that, right. Mm. Leaving behind and it could be like communication. So it can be tangible things or intangible things, values, beliefs, whatever. If it's just because you've done it up until today, doesn't mean it has to be done today onward. Okay. Then if you can do that, you've got this card and look, he's going, it's, which one is this? This is the six of swords and he's in a little boat and gondola and he's going from the rough water into the smooth water, right? And there are all these swords on the boat. So where things have been really tumultuous and rocky and rough, it's going to be more ah, smooth sailing. And all the swords around there, when they're just hanging around like that, it's mental stuff. So again, worry, fretting, anxiety, three in the morning, lying in bed going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. That is going to ease off as well. Then the last card covered in Gacy's PS is the six of wands. And that's where the guy is on horseback and everyone's cheering him on. They're throwing him a parade because he's amazing. So this is a great card of success. This is often career related, new job, raise, promotion, right? Being acknowledged and validated and celebrated for your efforts. And it can be everything from here's a job to like attaboy or God, that Dean really knows his stuff, but it's good regardless, right? It's being seen for what you're doing and what you bring to the table. So oh do you see gosh. how that tells such a specific story, right? But it, does. it starts with, it starts with like this moving to clean wa- clear waters wow. and all the success and celebration means leaving behind the crap that's no longer serving you. And isn't that probably the most difficult thing to do? <sighs> like, he's it's a pop- safe yeah. and easy. It is. It's so interesting. Like, you know, naturally with this pandemic, I mean, the dude flies planes, like... 
there's no planes going nowhere right now. And I feel like when you've been doing something for so long, it's so easy to think it's the only way, right? Um, so these are conversations we've been having a lot. And look at that. Of course, that's the one that pops up. And like you said, that last card in your readings and how you interpret it is often career related. And mm -hmm. that's the one thing that was in my brain is like, ah, look at that. Wow. Wild. Isn't that amazing? See, yeah. and, and this is what I, this is what I was saying at the top of the episode for people that are new to this. Like, I know this deep inside. So when you're saying to me, I'm just nodding like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because it makes so much sense, right? right? It's just having another yeah. person smack you with the same message that you've been thinking in your head. Um, well, and it is, you know how when your kids come home and they tell you something the teacher said that you've been telling your kid for months and they come on like, you know what Ms. Brown said? She told me blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, I've been telling you that. But to have that third party tell you, all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, this is important. Like it has, it's sometimes just like you were saying earlier, it just, it hits in a different way. It resonates differently because someone external to your day-to-day -day life is, is telling you the same thing. Absolutely. I love it. Actually, yeah. I want to know. So do your kids ever ask you to like read for them? Or are they like, mom, no, no, no. no. <laughs> My son <laughs> makes me like when I would back in the olden days when, you know, we could leave the house and people could come over and I would do readings out of my home studio. My son was always like, oh my God, I can't have anyone over now. Or <laughs> he doesn't want anything to do with it. And my daughter, every so often I'll say, hey, do you want to pull some cards about it? No, thank you. But thanks for asking. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, I'm like, you are going to be the best mother-in-law. If my mother-in-law read cards, like just sitting there hanging out. <laughs> I so think awesome. so. I think it's awesome. They don't know. It's because kids don't appreciate it's their parents right. for what they are. I think unless are. I was like a fighter pilot or a the guy who washes <laughs> the windows on the top floor of the building, like that kind of thing is pretty cool. Tara reading, they're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks, mom. Not so cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I should ask. Well, we can do one more here. Um, so again, it's like, kind of specific, but kind of not. Let me see. Do you want to, Amanda, if you want to yeah. try something kind of different, if you want to say it. it out loud because of the medium we're talking on, that's fine too. Hmm. But you can even just think it in your head. As long oh. as you think, what do I need to know about whatever? I don't necessarily need to hear it to pull cards and answer it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to think that? it in my head. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Are you thinking it now? Think it while I pull the cards. Okay. Um, I used to only do this with my best friend because it mm -hmm. still kind of freaked me out. It, it, when we were in person, if we were in person, absolutely, you don't need to say the question out loud. I always say, just think it and pull cards. But doing it remotely like this, it still kind of freaked me out. And lately I've started just saying, yeah, let's just pull the cards. And it seems to be working. Okay. Are you ready? So first ready. we have the King of Cups. King is always a man. Okay. In my readings, kings represent real men. Queens represent real women, like actual people. Yeah, okay. or how they identify. So this is a male energy. Then you've got the queen of swords. Queen of swords is a female energy. And so this is most likely you, unless you were asking about another woman. Okay, but it's a lady and it's a dude. And then the card in between is temperance. Okay, temperance, the traditional, this is a good card to actually have because it shows how it can evolve. Temperance traditionally is about having a good balance between your head and your heart. Don't be too tippy to emotion. Don't be too tippy to logic. Try and be more like a raft on the water, right? Kind of going with the flow. For me, this card goes in a completely different direction. And mm -hmm. it's this is PS as woo-woo as I get, okay? Okay, I love it's it. It's telling you no matter, like whether you want it or not, like it or not, believe it or not, that whole realm of energy comprised of angels, spirit guides, those who've passed, all that juicy woo-woo is there for you. Um, just like your team wanting to wanting to indulge you like and, and spoil you rotten, but it's not like Whoopi Goldberg and ghosts where they come in and meddle, you know? You have to work with that energy. So I have this thing I've developed over the years I call the three A's of angels. I'll try and be brief. It's asking, acknowledging, and allowing. Asking is putting it out there. You can be dancing naked under a full moon or just talk to grandma while you brush your teeth, right? Or you could be asking for um, help healing a part of your body, guidance on next steps, good price on a dishwasher, whatever. Throw it out there. And there's always a call response but instead of talking and touching it's signs and symbols and tingles and feathers and dimes and all this crazy woo-woo stuff that you could easily write off but if you're open to it it's like what so it, um, it's finding feathers in strange places or listening to the radio while you drive and you think oh my god those words of that song they're like 
therapy. You know, it's the stuff that gives you the goosies and you have to acknowledge it because it's like they're going, we're on the case and you've got to be like amazing to keep that channel open. Okay. That's the acknowledging. The allowing is the part everyone buggers up because it's, and it's the most important when all the dreams start coming true and prayers are starting to get answered. It's like, um, we put the energetic brakes on and go, wait, what? When's the other shoe going to drop? This is weird. How's this possible? And everything just goes, and everything that was building up so great just goes. So you need to breathe through that like labor. Like I deserve this. I'm worthy of this. There's enough for everyone. I'm not taking this from anyone. There's enough to go around. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's do the next thing on my list now. Cause I have a list now. Right. And also, you know, I always talk about the goosies in my readings. Like that's my validation. And I get certain, almost like it's different flavors of goosies. And when this card comes up, especially beside people cards, like the mm-hmm. king and queen, and I'm, I'm like about to levitate off my chair here. Um, it is often this, like someone who's passed, right? Someone who's died coming in to give you a little nudge and to give you a little, hey girl. And also it's kind of like those sports movies where the clock is running down at the end of the big game and the guy's on the bench going, coach, put me in the game, put me in the game. That's what this energy is doing for you. It's like, Amanda, it's not going to make things worse. Try it. Like, let's do this. We're here for you. Come on. Like really coming in strong to just give you that, um, give you that, that, uh, like reassurance that that energy is there and it's not going to bugger it up if you there's no way to do it wrong so just open up and ask grandma or whoever so i don't know if this had anything to do with your question but it's a very strong answer it that's a very strong answer to my question yeah Yeah, it definitely was people related so that's wild okay so that part about you said like being open to messages that is so to me so profound in 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 the wooey way but also mm-hmm. like real tangible life stuff like how many times have i seen people just on the brink of success in whatever way that success is and then just stop everything and i myself have done that where things are going well and i'm making let's just say a video a certain stuff and then i'm like oh i just can't do it anymore for whatever reason but that was the reason that things yeah. were do you know and it's so this is the first time and i think it's just because the times are so uncertain and i'm like well it can't be any worse right so i'm like we're just going to do the thing and see what happens and mm-hmm. it is wild like i'm seeing you know randomly this podcast pops up into my life and i'm like no i'll listen to it um and it was talking about angel numbers and i was like well it's almost like i needed that validation cuz all i see are like 1 2 3 4 everywhere and i was like wow go figure you know and that's a thing and i didn't know that was a thing but now that i know it's like it's wild how yeah. apparent that is and so there's something to be said about being open to stuff and now i find when I see that bird that means something or I see like this one thing or that song that pops up, I'm like, that's not a mistake. Like Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be there. And for the first time, it's just nice to just let the windows be open and like whatever wants to kind of flow in here. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. And that's the key is to let it flow. It's not like you're looking for it because there's a whole thing dimes from heaven. If you look it up, I call it dimes and dead people, but it's not like you're looking in your change purse going, Oh, grandma, it's more (laughs) you go to the coffee shop and there's a dime on the counter and then you open your car door and a dime falls on your foot and you're like, what's with all the dimes? You were the one that told me about this. Okay. So yeah, tell me a little bit about that for people that don't know what that is. The dimes? Yeah. So you're yeah, like, that's you, are dimes. you like asking and then that's kind of like a message pops up or what happens there? Well, that's the thing. You can put it out there saying, I need a sign. I need, I need validation that I'm on the right path or that this is the right decision, for example. And you can say, um, just keep it open. I need a sign. Or you can be very specific and say, I need to see a purple hippopotamus or something that's very specific. But then you kind of have to be like, open to it. You can't be like head down on your phone 24 seven, but also don't be searching for it. Like making Mm. it a self-fulfilling prophecy, opening the change first going, Oh my God, look at all these dimes. When I was once (laughs) like, I would tell people about these dimes and I never really had it in my life, but I had heard about it so much that I was telling people. And, um, this one day I, we had a closet that was on a sliding track Mm-hmm. And I remember I had been thinking, oh, you know what, those dimes, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Is it even a real thing? Because that's the woo-woo without the cuckoo in me. I'm, all, I'm quite skeptical and cynical despite being all in this. I <laughs> opened this closet and looked down and there were like eight dimes in this track. It was bonkers. Oh. 
And then, and here's another wacky story just for signs and stuff. Yeah. So I, I had gone to this workshop about like the angel stuff, you know, connecting mm-hmm. with the angels, blah, blah, blah. And during it, I, I smelled things and I felt things and all this stuff happened. I thought, oh my God, I'm amazing at this. And then you can't go home and you think oh, like, wah, wah. like, I don't know. I think I just talked myself into it or it was this like mass hysteria. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm asleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night on like a Tuesday. Everyone's asleep in the house. And you're supposed to do these meditations and stuff. That's another great thing for tapping into your intuition is just to meditate regularly. And so I thought, okay, I'll try this meditation. And I start feeling all the stuff and the, the energy moving in my body. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it. And then I, the cynical part, am I though? Really? I don't know. I'm just making myself do this. And so I put it out there. I'm like, okay, listen, angels, if you're there, I need a sign and I need it now. And I need it now is still a thought bubble over my head and the bathroom light turns on in the middle. And I thought, okay, that's good. Thank you. That's enough. I'll see you another day. This was a good start. (laughs) Why? Okay. Those kind of unexplainable things. I have one little story that I haven't spoken about much because it is, it's too weird to be like, okay, so here, let me set the, set the picture here. So I'm living in Vancouver. I had moved from, so I'm from Montreal. I was living in Toronto. Dean got this job overseas. And he was going to commute and visit back in Canada. And I was like, well, Vancouver is the best spot because he was in Asia. Cool, cool. No, I knew zero people. I had one cousin who I was like in my early 20s. She was about my age now, mid 30s, two kids. Life was very different. She lived outside the city. So I knew zero people and living downtown and I'm not feeling very well, but I've got to go to work and I could walk to work. But that day I was like, you know, I'm going to take a bus. So I'm working in this little office. It's a recruitment agency. Maybe there's like 10 people. Um, And there was this one woman that worked in the office and she was really cool. And she was from Ireland. And I had like literally just started and didn't know many people. And I was the receptionist. And so that's the that's the picture. So I get on this bus about four blocks from my office. Well, Amanda wasn't feeling very well. And I had taken NyQuil the day before. And I'm like a delicate flower. And it was obviously a little too potent. Uh, Your girl passes out on a freaking city bus right? Like flat out. I'm laying on the ground. I open my eyes and there's like 30 faces peering down at me. Like this is a packed city bus on the way to work. And all of a sudden I hear this voice saying, oh my God, I know her. It's the girl from Ireland who works in my office is sitting at the front, like right by the driver and the driver's peering. He's like, you know her? And she grabs my hand, scoops me up, and I was all discombobulated, right? I just passed out. I'm like, did I pee myself? Like what happened here? didn't but I was like all confused I'm like what's a hat why am I on the floor so we get off the bus we sit down together she chats with me she takes me to the hospital uh you know they do all these head scans and make sure you're fine um and long story short I then took a couple days off because it was kind of a stressful ordeal and Dean was overseas he wasn't even in the country so I had nobody to call when I went back to work the next week she wasn't working there anymore and I was like what And they said, yeah, like she, it's kind of one of these stories. Like, I don't actually know what happened. She went back to Ireland, like her, her, her thing was up. And I was like, okay, hold on. How do you explain that? That this of a sea of human beings in a, in the city of Vancouver, that the one girl, the only people I knew on the one bus and then just is like not living in Vancouver anymore. I was like, I don't know how to explain that, but that was wild. The visual I get of you is like seven <laughs> angels reaching you up by the scruff of your collar and like, like honestly, being like, the girl needs a hand. Yeah, like, we're we're gonna help this girl out. So whether solid. or not, that was like just rent. That to me yeah. is too coincidental to explain yeah. away. Um, no, and you know, absolutely. she sat with me for like half a day, and then she went back to the office. And then I, by the time I went back the next week, she was gone. I was like, that is the weirdest yeah. experience that, I've ever had. Yeah. In times of need. And I think this is what's yeah. interesting is like, like you said, you've gone to workshops and felt all wooey. Like I went to a workshop too. And it was one of these things where I was speaking at an event and then I, I wanted to see my friend speaking. So I snuck in and I was like 20 minutes late. And right when I sat down is right when she starts speaking about the mess, like feathers and birds. And I have this really mm. deep connection to yellow birds and this whole thing. And, um, and I was just like, of course. She's like right when I watch, she doesn't know that about me, but that's the messaging I'm hearing, right? Yeah. Um, or I, I you know, I come back to Canada, I'm in Malaysia pregnant, the whole thing. I come back and um, 
uh, the day of my flight that I was coming from Malaysia to Canada. I'm pregnant with Jack and I have a little Esme. My grandfather dies on the way. Yeah. So it was pretty wild. So I come back to Canada. I do this thing by the time I, and I, I left Canada early cause it was too stressful and all of that. And when I, I finally get back to Malaysia and I'm sitting on my deck and these three beautiful birds, like yellow, bright birds. And I was just like, yep. Hey, what's up? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like you just, you're just open to it. And I just think it's so it's so magical or it's just it's so lovely to just let yourself kind of be free. And I kind of get this yeah. visual of like a spring day, you're cracking open the window and the wind's just kind of coming in and you feel nice. And yeah. whether you want to receive it or you don't want, it's just kind of nice to be like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how I can yeah. kind of apply that to my regular and it can, life. Yeah. And it can be very comforting, right? Yes. If nothing else, just comforting. That's what I love we're about not all, it. You know, we're not all the Long Island medium. Probably for the best, to be honest. <laughs> but, you know, like, however, whatever kind of comfort you can get from that kind of stuff is a gift. So I guess you've kind of answered this throughout, but why do you do tarot? What do you love about it and the work that you do? I think it goes back to my whole uh, mission statement that I say at the beginning of each reading, which is every reading is meant to inspire, empower, and enlighten. And being able to to help empower people to make the best decisions for themselves going forward and helping to give them this guidance is so satisfying to me. I really, I can go into a reading exhausted and I do readings at weird times because I'm dealing with all different time zones and I can just be going in, dragging my butt thinking, oof, okay, I gotta, come on, Lori, smack, smack, like get get into it. And by the end of it, I am a buzz and I am jazzed and I'm just so, um, I get, I get just as much out of doing these readings as the people who I'm reading because it's, I just, it, it really, it just makes my heart and soul light up. And that's what it feels like yeah. to actually receive a reading from you because I love your energy. I mean, when we connected initially, we were just doing the video call. And then when we met in person, I was like, yeah, I, I dig it. You're just vibrating on these beautiful, high positive vibes Aww. and it's enjoyable to get a reading from someone like you, especially like if people are new or curious about how all of this works, Lori leads you through it. So you got to check her out. I'm going to leave all of Lori's links in the show notes and you can check her out on Instagram, which is, give me that Instagram handle again. It's at tarot.lori, L-O-R-I. L-O-R-I. Okay. So you got to check her out. Thank you for being here. I've Thank enjoyed this chat. And now we're going to go offline and do a little bit more reading. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> honest to god we need so this was fun. just an amuse bouche <laughs> that's it well thank you guys for listening uh stay tuned for a new episode next week and uh we'll catch you in the next one bye, bye.